Hello, parents. Welcome to the Masterful Parenting Podcast. I'm Ann Alvarez, parent coach, school counselor, and mom of two. Do you struggle with your relationship with your kids because you carry childhood pain? Do you get triggered by your child's behavior, become irrational, and maybe even yell at your children? Maybe you want to be a better parent, but you don't know how. Instead of repeating old patterns, you want to heal your pain, become more aware of your child's needs, feel connected to your kids, and learn the tools to communicate better so you can truly enjoy your parenting. If you are ready to heal your childhood pain, raise healthy, connected, and happy kids, and end the cycle of parenting with pain, then join me. Our kids deserve it, and we can do this. Let's go. Hello, parents. Welcome to the Masterful Parenting Podcast and Show. Um, I have a very special guest today, so I'm super excited. Her name is Emily Penrod. She is also a show host at the Win Win Women Network. She's a family relationship coach with a Master's of Arts in Educational Counseling. Welcome, Emily. Well, thank you, Anne. I am honored to be here. So glad to have you. Okay, so we're going to help some parents today with um, some things that are really like uh, uh, challenging for them. So I guess my first question is, what do families uh, struggle the most with? What do they need the help with the most? You know, um, I, I love that question because... I'll be honest, I'm I'm old enough. I've seen a couple of generations raising the raising their children. And I think that parents today are facing greater challenges than any previous generation had to deal with. I'm what I'm seeing is a big shift in the amount of support that they get. Parents used to, you know, I, I'm remembering the day when they were respected and appreciated and supported by the rest of the community. And now I, I see where they get a lot of criticism, a lot of blame. And for instance, something as simple as just how to nourish your baby. And young mothers will experience criticism if they choose to breastfeed and criticism if they don't. And it's almost like they'll be ridiculed for being too strict and then for being too permissive. And I think it's that there are more forces that are kind of pulling the family apart. And I see that as a huge challenge for parents. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think like maybe there isn't enough support for parents and uh, there's too much judgment. Right? Yes. And when everybody is trying to trying their hardest, they're doing the best that they can um, without the support that we had maybe back in the day. Right. Back in the day, we had a lot more family support and engagement. Right. Um, than we do now. So, yeah. So 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 tell me about like how do how do we help our kids? You know, um, yeah, how do parents help their children during these challenging times? You know, I think the best thing 
is that genuine love and concern. And if you use that as your guiding principle, you acknowledge your child is a gift from God and everything you do, you want to be for their, in their best interest. Yes. I, I, let me, let me make this comparison in my career. I was a, a special ed teacher where once a year we have this IEP, uh, individual educational plan. And we talk about how are we going to support this child with special needs in the, in this academic environment. And those meetings where the entire focus, the parents and the school staff were united in what is in this child's best interest went beautifully. Children achieved far beyond what anyone could have expected. And the same thing in the case of Mm co-parenting. If the two parents can decide no matter, you know, this may be the only thing we agree on, but we both want what is best for our children. And if you keep that as your guide, not only you know, it, it, it helps you, it prevents you from falling into that trap of just doing something because it's more convenient for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, being more child-centered, child-focused, like focus on what your child needs and how to help them. Um, and do we have to listen to everybody else about that? Maybe not. Right? No. No, and sometimes you have to just smile and politely, you know, thank you for that information. I need to do what I feel is best for my child. Exactly, exactly. And and children are unique. You know, anyone who's had more than one child knows that what may have worked perfectly with your first child doesn't work with the second one. 100%. My children are opposite from each other. (laughs) I totally relate to that. Okay, so um, when we're dealing with like the complexities of parenting and we're and we're trying to figure out how do we deal with our kids like when they when there's conflict or when they're having really high emotions, what do we do? How do we well, help them? When getting back to what focusing on what is in their best interest, so that does not mean giving them what they want. If you know, if you're focused on their best interest, you'll know that some of the things they ask for are not in their best interest. And you need to tell them no. Hmm. And, but if, if you have developed that rapport with them, if you've spent the time with them, if you've communicated the love, the concern, the genuine, and that you're doing your best, they learn to trust you. And they may learn to accept, okay, mom's telling me no, but I know that she wouldn't say that if she thought it would hurt me. So I just wanted to get that thought in too, that we're focusing on the long term. We're keeping in mind that our ultimate goal is to raise this independent adult who doesn't need us any other than as a mentor we we take more the role of a mentor yes and we stay involved in their life but they are able to think for themselves make their own decisions and that's what we're preparing them for so and boy 
you mentioned conflict. <laughs> cannot <laughs> avoid it. You know? Right of life. Anytime you have two people sharing living space, yeah, there's conflict. There's there are going to be differences. But we don't need to be afraid of it. You know, conflict can actually strengthen a relationship. If, if you handle it correctly, conflict between, you know, partners, two adults, deepens the relationship. You, you have a, you gain a deeper understanding of the other person. Now your child is growing and maturing. And sometimes that conflict helps you appreciate that and mm -hmm. helps you learn to recognize maybe it's time to back up a little. It's like teaching them to dress. You know, at the beginning, you're doing everything for them. You're choosing their clothes. You're completely dressing them. But as they gain, improve their physical motor skills, you let them do more for themselves until they're completely, you know, picking which clothes they want to wear. They're, they're, they're working independently. Yes, we, we have to move through the stages with them. With the goal in mind that we want to raise uh, kids that are going to be fully independent, healthy, relational, uh, and have problem-solving skills, right? Exactly. <laughs> and, and just like they won't learn to clean their room if you're always cleaning it for them, they won't learn to solve their problems if you're always solving them for them. Exactly. So when that conflict comes up, what do you suppose, well, you know this, Anne, what's probably the most important thing to do first when suddenly your child is saying, no, I don't want to do that? Um, I first, I'm a relational parent. So first I'm going to let them express it. Say, exactly. okay, what is it? What is it that, wh what's the reason for no? What's going on? Why? Mm -hmm. Right. And then have a conversation about it. You know, and so listen. That, yeah, your child feels hurt, right? Your child feels hurt um, because they're allowed to express no. Like, like, what's wrong with expressing no? You're, these are how you're feeling. These are your feelings, right? And they're all valid. So your child should be allowed to express no. And, uh, and then you can go into a, a conversation about it, um, a dialogue about uh, uh, what is the no? Why is the no? Um, and uh, what what do you think is better? Like, okay, what's the alternative then? You're not going to do this. What's the consequence or what's the alternative? Let's say it's your homework. You don't want to do your homework. Okay, well, if you don't want to do your homework, honey, uh, what's the consequence of that? What could happen? Because you need to like really think about that. You need to think about your actions because all your actions have a consequence, right? Wow. And then they will figure it out. They'll be like, yeah, I might fail the course. I might not do well in school. Yeah. Is that what you want? Do you want to not do well in school? Because I want you to do well in school. Right? So that's kind of like the conversation that you can have with your with your child when you're resolving conflict. Like, con I agree with you, uh, Emilou. Like, conflict is not a bad thing. Um, and how we handle it, we teach our children how to handle conflict, the way we handle it with them. Yes, and I loved how you pointed out that the first thing is to invite them to, mm -hmm. you know, listen to them 
and listen to understand them, not, not listening to say, how can I catch the flaw in their, in their logic and trip them up? But you're, you're communicating your sincere care and concern yeah. about them. You want what's best for them. When they feel that, they're much more likely to listen to your your concerns, your comments. And your children don't. That that prefrontal cortex, that ability to reason and see long-term consequence really isn't fully developed till they're in their mid-20s. So that's our role as parent is to help them see that. But if we lead with that, we lead with, no, you can't do that. You've got to do what I'm telling you to do because they don't, I don't think. Because I'm the parent. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm the parent. You listen to me. Right. Then, then it just becomes a contest of wills. Yes. And depending on the nature of the child, you have some children who will rebel and do it just because parents told them they couldn't. Yes. Yes. So that that listening to them, allowing them to express and 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 helping them solve that solution. So do they need a tutor? Do they need extra support? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and, they, and they can tell you that. That's where the conversation is so important. Right. Is um, our kids will tell us they, they know. Oh, yeah, I'm really struggling with math. And I don't know how to fix that, right? And if you've um, if you've created this safe environment and you're really connected to your children, then they are going to they are going to say, um, "Yeah, uh, I'm really struggling and I need help, Mom, Dad. I don't know what to do, right?" Um, and that that's that's the opening. What you said about I mean, are you are you are implying connection, but how how you're relating to your children. Uh, will provide that safe environment for your kids to really tell you what's in their heart and in their minds. I think a key word here is respect. Yeah. You know, if we're respecting them, we're not seeing them as like an object, something that's giving us trouble, like mm -hmm. an appliance that's not working correctly and mm -hmm. needs to be fixed. Yeah. But we're seeing them as another human being, an individual with their unique needs, goals. And we're listening to understand. And then, and then we're collaborating. Now, then you become their ally. Let's work together to solve this problem you're having with getting your homework done. Yeah. And that's healthy. That, that is a healthy relationship when your kids feel supported. You know, that you're not looking to get them or to punish them or to control them, but that you are an ally. I love that word. You're an ally in their lives so they can depend on you, right? Um, well, you know how you feel. If so you, you feel like someone's trying to manipulate or control you. It's not a good feeling. It is, does not feel good at all. And then do you want to do what that person says? No. Trust is gone. Trust is gone. You're like, no, I don't want to even be with that person. Like sometimes, sometimes kids will be like, I don't even want to hang out with my parents. Right. Because they're so demanding or they're so controlling. 
you know, and that's, and that's the reason we're not being um, relational enough. That's, that's the term I use is like, we need to be relational uh, with our kids and we need to teach our kids uh, what is a good relationship and being controlled is not good. It's not a healthy relationship. Right. And, and for that child who may not be rebellious, who may comply, you're teaching them that this is the way relationships are. They usually end up marrying an abusive partner. Absolutely. Absolutely. We repeat our childhood experiences. Um, and we have, that's why we have to be so careful as parents that we are modeling um, how they should be treated what a healthy relationship is because those messages are going to be carried into their adult lives. And what love means. Does love mean, does love mean that you do everything I tell you to, or does it mean I care about you? Exactly. Exactly. What does love mean? Um, and love is unconditional, mm -hmm. right? Like you can have a bad day and have a temper tantrum, but mom and dad are still going to love you. The next day, they're still going to be like, sweetie, you know, are you okay? <laughs> I still love you. Of course, I still love you. And that we all have our bad moments. Nobody, nobody's perfect. Yes. You know? So we have to oh. allow our children to have those bad moments. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's important to teach them the difference between their emotions and their behavior. We don't want to, you know, trying to scolding them because they got angry. You became, you got mad. That's, that's not good. That's not a good emotion. That's, that doesn't help them develop emotionally. They need, you know, to develop, to become emotionally intelligent. They need to accept their feelings. They need to, no, learn how to manage them, how to use the energy from the emotion to reach their goals. So if we teach them, I understand you're angry, but it's not okay to hit people. Yeah. That there's the emotion. The emotion isn't getting you into trouble. The emotion isn't the problem. It's your behavior. Yes. Let's let's address the behavior. Exactly. You and I are on the same page. Uh, express your emotions um, in the way that you need to express them, but you're not hurting yourself and you're not hurting other people. That's a boundary and you're not breaking things, right? Like yeah. we have to, we have to have boundaries with the behavior. Yeah. But full, uh, fully allow them to express, you know, I say like you can give them a pillow to punch. You can tell them to go outside and do, and run you know, uh, do something physical to get to release it. Uh, you can suggest healthier ways than harming themselves or harming someone else or breaking something in the house. Right? Yes. And, and obviously, you're modeling this, you're going to be much more effective at teaching them not to yell, if you don't raise your voice. Yes, yes. And, and in what model how to resolve a disagreement yeah you know, parents you know i just want to say like we're not perfect mm -mm. and we're gonna make mistakes and sometimes like like even with me when i'm stressed i do i do react instead of respond and 
but my my children are so good at calling me on it they will be like mom like you're overreacting yeah. <laughs> and I'm like oh yeah you're right I'm sorry and so we have to just we have to be good to ourselves like when we're struggling ourselves that maybe we're going to react and maybe we need to take some time to to calm ourselves down to to feel good again and then also to reconcile like I think it's so important for kids to hear their parents say I'm sorry yes uh, yes that that teaches them it's okay to make a mistake you can correct it and I and children are like you mentioned they're very forgiving yes so yes I think it's important to apologize to them and then let them see you making an effort to do better. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I think it means so much to them when we as parents um, apologize when we've done something wrong, uh, because it teaches them to also apologize when they do something wrong. Like a lot of times uh, parents expect an apology from their children, but they don't apologize to their children. Yeah. Right. And that's just a double standard that we need to stop. We need to be, I'm human too. I make mistakes. It's okay because we're all trying. Right. It's okay to make mistakes. Just, I love that. I love that so much. Now, and what do you think of teaching them that they're responsible for their, their feelings, their behavior, that we really we really can't say someone else made us angry. Someone else can provoke us, but ultimately we make the choice as to how we respond. Yeah. And that might be hard for younger children. For sure. But again, if you're modeling it and you're acknowledging, I got really frustrated when you kept pestering me but I still wasn't right to, you know, lose my temper and snap at you. Yes. And, and, and then they're more aware of how their behavior might impact someone else, but they're still realizing that the only person they can control is themselves. 100%. Like you're, you can feel your feelings. Uh, your feelings are, are yours. But we cannot control other people. Mm -hmm. uh, we only can control ourselves. Actually, you know, this is a life lesson. Life lesson I, I teach my teenagers all the time at work. I say, um, we, we are not here to change anybody. We're only here to change ourselves. Mm -hmm. So you're giving your power away when you are trying to change somebody right? You're giving your power away because the power is in you. The power is with you, right? Um, and so like that is such a, a really valuable, even for adults, this is such a valuable life lesson. We're only here to change ourselves. We're not here to change anybody else. Um, you can say, you can communicate, you know, I don't like the way you're treating me or, you know, what you said was hurtful absolutely express it but be okay with them not changing because they may not change it's their choice um but you can interpret it in a different way you can say um it's not about me um i tried and i can do i can i can focus on me now what's going to make me feel good 
You know, what's going to help me in my life? <laughs> Most of the conversations, right? That are so powerful. It wow. is. It is. The most frustrated people I have encountered are the ones who are vigorously striving to control something that's out of their control. Absolutely. And they, they're they just, you know, talk about wasted energy. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We can, we can influence our children, and we do by our example, but we can't control them. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and what you said before is like this, the relationship, um, the, your love as a parent has more power than anything else. Right. When, yeah, when, your, when your kids feel your love and know that you care so much about them, that is going to empower their lives because they're going to be like, wow, mom and dad love me. They have a security that uh, a security that is going to propel them to accomplish things and do things and, and listen to you because you, they know that you love them. And that's more important than doing things right. I think some parents beat themselves up because they made a mistake. But that that love is is stronger yes yes and give yourself grace mm -hmm. yeah we're all we're all trying no no one's perfect like i i know i'm not perfect <laughs> and I, i'm okay with not being perfect but i know that i'm trying and i know that i have um i love for my children mm-hmm so if I focus on that, then if I'm, when I'm not perfect, then I will be humble and, and apologize. You Ooh, know? that is powerful. I love that, Anne. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Wasn't always like this. Believe me. <laughs> believe me. I've had my struggles. Um, but yes, our kids are so precious. Um, they're gifts. And yes. we need to focus on loving them. Really, that's that's our job, is to love them. Because then they're going to have security. And they're going to have confidence when they go out in the world. You know, that is that is like the greatest gift you can give your children. And then when they reach that stage in life where they're making those decisions that could affect them for the rest of their life, they have a trusted mentor. They know they can come and talk to you. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Wow, that that's amazing. It's really great. Oh, Emily, thank you so much. I love I love our talk. Um yeah, we're 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 helping to heal families. We're helping to raise healthy children. Uh so it's so good. Okay, tell our listeners uh where they can find you. Uh, so they can work with you. Okay. I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook, Emily Penrod. My website is healingyourfamilies.com. And I have, I have, I'm also, as Anne mentioned, I have a show on Win Win Women. And I'm in the process of moving it from Wednesdays to Mondays. 
But if they just go to the website, they'll find it under, I'm in the same category. <laughs> Family and parenting. Yep. So good. And I, love, I love what you're doing, Anne. I love that this is so needed. Thank you. I, you know, families are the foundation of society. If we want to make the world a better place, we need to start with the foundation. We need to strengthen families. And you're doing an excellent job helping them heal from their childhood pain and yeah. understanding. Their, it's, I, it's great wow. to see, Anne. We're all on, we're both on the same mission and I appreciate you as well, <laughs> just so you know that. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up now. Thank you so much, Emily, for joining us today, um, and thank you, parents. Uh, we love you. We just want you to learn these messages, right? That we're 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 imparting, and is that we're gonna focus on our kids with love. We're gonna focus on love. Uh, we're gonna allow them to express their emotions, like Emily said, and then we're going to have a conversation with them. Um, about their emotions and how they can change their behavior, how they can how they can take responsibility for their behavior, um, accept their feelings, but take responsibility for their behavior so they're not harming other people. And that conflict is okay. Conflict can actually make a family grow together. So don't be afraid of conflict. It's okay when your kids say no. <laughs> Is that good, Emily? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, parents. We love you. We'll see you next time. Okay, bye for now. I just have to. If this podcast inspired, blessed, or changed you in any way, I would love for you to share this with your family and friends on your Instagram page and tag me at Masterful Parenting and join my Masterful Parenting Facebook page or DM me for more parenting support. And I will meet you here real soon. Remember, be relational with your kids and you will see a change. Love to all you parents out there. Let's change the world one parent at a time.